The lack of visibility about inventory makes it difficult to make agile, smart business decisions during normal operations. And this is really amplified by the current crisis. So like as shopping moved from in-store to online or curbside pickup, retailers needed visibility into their inventory in the store so that they could fulfill the orders. And those trends were happening before the pandemic. And we've been talking about these changes to shopper behavior for years, but what's happening now is really a dramatic change. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Hey everyone, we got another great episode lined up for today. I recently had a chance to speak with Gaylene Meyer, who is the VP of Global Marketing and Communications at Impinge. And for today's conversation, we really peeled back all of the layers, so to speak, around RFID. And depending on your priorities, you've probably seen RFID fall into two different buckets. One, of course, being the real-time inventory visibility benefit, being able to see where products are in the store and, and being able to trace that back all the way through the supply chain. The second bucket is more experiential, right? Companies and high-touch brands like Rebecca Minkoff have used RFID to power the smart store experience. We're obviously in very interesting times right now. Retail executives are thinking more critically about their investments. So we really wanted to dig into where's the value today, how does that scale in the future, and how can retailers determine if they really need to be placing their bets on RFID as soon as possible. So listen in, hopefully this will give you some clarity around the trend and how it can benefit your business. Gaylene, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the pod. Great to have you. Thank you, Alicia. It's really great to be here. So to start off our conversation, let's start high level. Why don't you share a little bit about Impinge and what you do personally as part of the company? Great. So Impinge is working to connect everything to the cloud. Our vision is a boundless internet of things where trillions of everyday items are connected to the cloud so that people can more easily and efficiently track and manage all of the things that matter to them. Today's Internet of Things mainly connects electronic devices to the internet, and this Internet of Things is bringing a digital transformation to businesses and making it easier and faster to centralize device management and data collection. Impinge extends the boundaries of the Internet of Things to include any and everything that matters, and we call this a boundless Internet of Things. So for a retailer, these things could include every single item in their supply chain and stores. For a logistics company, these things would include each shipment or package moving through distribution. And for a consumer, these things include the suitcase that they check at the airport, the package arriving at the front door, or the prescription medication that they pick up at the pharmacy and then purchase at a self-checkout stands. When all of these things are connected to the cloud, they can be identified, located, and protected. These things that are connected to a record in the cloud, and that's where more information about those things are stored. So you might be familiar with NFC RFID technology from contactless payment stations at retail stores. Impinge uses RAIN RFID, which is another type of RFID that can scan up to 1,000 items per second at a greater distance from very close to up to 30 feet. RAIN RFID tags need no batteries and they last indefinitely. So as the VP of Global Marketing and Communications, I lead our marketing and communications teams at Impinge, a terrific team of people who share this exciting story with our customers and partners. 
That's excellent. And I know there's been a lot of conversations over the years around IoT and, you know, the connected store, the connected experience, and obviously the number of opportunities to connect those different devices. I mean, it's growing exponentially, I'm sure. So I'd love to hear your take on essentially the current situation, right? A lot of change going on, a lot of disruption, but at the same time, I'm hearing a lot about new opportunities, new ways for retailers to be more efficient and effective, but also, you know, find new ways to engage and serve their customers. So what kind of conversations have you and your colleagues been having with retailers at this time? You know, we can get into opportunities a little bit later. So if you want to start with, you know, the challenges, what they're really trying to navigate at this time, I think that'll be great to unpack. Sure. Well, obviously, the retailer's primary pain point right now is the economic disruption and the dramatic changes to shopping behavior that are happening due to the impact of the coronavirus. But fundamentally, the challenges that retailers faced before the pandemic hit are really the same now. They're just amplified by this crisis. So this is the challenge of getting accurate inventory data across stores and supply chain. The lack of visibility about inventory makes it difficult to make agile, smart business decisions during normal operations. And this is really amplified by the current crisis. So like as shopping moved from in-store to online or curbside pickup, retailers needed visibility into their inventory in the store so that they could fulfill the orders. And those trends were happening before the pandemic. And we've been talking about these changes to shopper behavior for years. But what's happening now is really a dramatic change. So nearly all retailers were operating an online channel. And for many retailers, this is now their only or their primary channel. And yeah, many retailers were offering some version of click and collect, but today's customers are expecting curbside pickup. And inventory visibility is necessary to be able to promise items at a particular location and then verify that order was prepared correctly. Beyond that, as retailers prepare for customers to return to stores, Making those store environments safe for both customers and their staff is critical. And self-checkout is one area that retailers are looking at closely right now. That's excellent, Galeem. I think we're definitely going to want to get into all of these different layers, right? Because it really speaks to, I think, how connected all of these different components truly are. I mean, as a media company, we've always said, you know, we focus on the customer facing touch points of, of retail strategy and execution. And over the years, that has expanded, right? And I think in these times, especially, we're seeing that the once considered operational things are now really impacting the customer experience. And I think that the biggest one, or I guess the kind of heart of all of that is supply chain, just making sure we're getting products as seamlessly as possible to our customers in a way that's best for them. And at the start of COVID, that was a huge issue. I mean, even the most mature companies like Amazon even were having issues, you know, fulfilling that promise, so to speak. So would love your take on where those issues are today, meaning are retailers effectively responding and adapting to that core issue around supply chain and, you know, ultimately its impact on the customer? Yeah. Like you said, from, you know, grocery stores to hospitals, you know, we've all seen weak supply chains exposed from the chaos that's been occurring across the globe and the lack of inventory and visibility that keeps an organization from getting the things that are needed to where they need to be. 
Now, retailers who've already adopted RAIN RFID technology have been able to pivot because of the inventory visibility that they have. And we've seen some retailers like Nike and Lululemon adapt very effectively and be able to move shoppers quickly to online shopping. And that's because of the inventory visibility that they have that is enabled by RAIN RFID. And this has allowed them to know what they have, where it is, and gives them the visibility they need to react to changing demand and to use that inventory in stores, for example, to fulfill their online orders. Yeah, I think those use cases from Nike and Lulu, I mean, those two companies, I think, even just like a high level have really been spotlighted as companies that have been able to adapt successfully, you know, as the situation was unfolding. And I mean, we're still in, in the midst of constant change. So I, I think that kind of helps make the case, which leads me to a follow-up question around the case, so to speak, for RFID, because I know we've been talking about it for a while, both from a logistics standpoint of the value of, you know, having that transparency into real time availability, the impacts on customer experience. We've seen, you know, some connected store use cases that have been really effective and powerful. But I'm wondering if we're seeing heightened awareness around the value of RFID, especially in cases like this, right, where there is that greater need to adapt and pivot. And is it leading to increased urgency around adopting RFID? Because I feel like this is something that has been in the space for so long, but we've never seen it reach that level of adoption where it's almost a standard, right, or, or table stakes. So where do you think this is right now and where do you think it's heading? Uh, That's a good question. I think like those who've been watching the retail industry and and specifically technology adoption know, you know, it's pretty typical that retailers are slow to adopt new technologies and rightly so because disrupting the store operations is something that they're really loath to do. They will need to keep things running at current pace or at current levels. And well, you know, we saw the disruption caused by the change out of the payment systems in retail stores a couple of years back, and that that had a big impact. So I think it's right that retailers are careful when they adopt new technologies. But I think today, you know, nobody really, it's easy to say nobody saw this coming, but to see the impact across the globe in so many different ways, and then to try to figure out your way through it. I mean, this is really, it's really hard, but I think to me, it seems like it's a time to take a look at what is the foundation. And I have a hard time thinking of very many retail applications that don't rely on accurate inventory data. So I think that retailers, and especially those who've already deployed RFID and already seen the benefit of accurate inventory visibility, are really in a point right now where they can take a look at reacting appropriately to keep their businesses running in new and different ways, um, extending the value of those existing investments into new applications. And those that aren't, I think, are really questioning what they, where they need to start and what they need to do. And I, I empathize with their place. It's challenging right now to know what is the right next step. But I think coming back to the foundation is, is really where organizations need to start. Yeah, I, I think that's such a great point because I know 
in our coverage, as we were starting to unpack all of the issues that some retailers were having, it all resided at that foundational, the nuts and bolts of of operations, right? Getting that omni-channel foundation, so to speak, in place and making sure that it can enable or support all of the different tactics or offerings. So I do want to get into some of the other use cases or or value drivers of RFID, especially in these times, because I, I think right now we're thinking about what trends will extend far beyond this period. And and you mentioned flexible fulfillment, right? Curbside being a huge thing right now that I definitely could see that being a new standard or a new norm. So let's unpack flexible fulfillment first, and I'm sure we'll want to get into others. So what does that look like from an RFID application standpoint? Why is it so essential to ensuring that that type of experience goes without a hitch or or is as seamless as possible for the customer? Yeah. And let's just take a quick step back even further up. So thinking a little bit about readying stores and store employees and, and operations employees to do flexible fulfillment, just starting with that touch-free automation that comes with Rain RFID. So simply put, with Rain RFID, you can identify an item without touching it. And you can identify many items at the same time without touching them and without needing to see them with a direct line of sight that you would need, for example, to to scan a barcode. So that's a big advantage to keeping employees safe. In addition, you can count the things inside of a sealed box to confirm that what's been received is what was expected. And so this sort of touch-free automation space is really going to help stores operate both safely and efficiently to prepare for flexible fulfillment. You know, next, it's um, the things that we've been talking about already, which is, you know, as the retail stores pivot to curbside pickup or buy online, pick up in store, and maybe even some touch-free checkout or combination of those things to keep sales up, getting that data is really, again, that foundation to be able to execute. And so with that visibility into inventory, employees can reduce unnecessary contact with customers because they can find things more efficiently. They can speed up checkout times and reduce the amount of times that people spend in stores, which I know is something that's important to me right now. And they can increase overall customer satisfaction by reducing canceled orders because, of course, when they know what they've got, they're able to confirm that they can fulfill and deliver on those orders. So it really is about those foundational operational aspects of the business to get the right things to the right location at the right time. Yeah, I like that you mixed in some of the newer imperatives or realities for retailers. So reducing time in store, minimizing contact between the employee and the customer. I mean, that's so top of mind right now as stores reopen, but then there are still like those foundational elements as well, such as reducing those canceled orders, which has always been a problem, I think, you know, as far as inventory visibility goes, right? I mean, when you're placing an order online, you want to have that confidence that it's going to be there, you know, when when you go to pick it up and you're not going to get that far too late email or or text update saying, oh, sorry, you know, we didn't keep track of everything. So we sold, you know, the product that you bought. I mean, that that is a big point of tension and and frustration for the customer. So it's great to see kind of all of these values and benefits kind of layer on top of each other. But I do want to go into 
the contactless commerce side because that is such a hot topic right now. But I also feel like there are so many different ways to go about it. I mean, obviously, the first early stage type approaches, you know, just wearing gloves or, you know, having a touchscreen pen is that making people touch keypads, but then it can get more tech enabled, it can get more mature. So we'd love to get into how RFID kind of supports that contactless commerce experience and what that really looks like, especially as stores continue to reopen and I think at this point, retailers are kind of thinking about how does our long-term vision for the store experience need to evolve? So would love your take on the role that RFID plays and maybe what that experience looks like. Sure. Yeah, actually, you know, and I think those of us who work in the retail business are not only studying the business from the business perspective, but also everybody's a shopper, right? So I'll just share a little personal story, which is that I'm raising two teenage boys. So when I go to the grocery store, my cart is never half full. It is right. always totally <laughs> full. So, you know, and, I, and I'm familiar as most people are with the self-checkout kiosk at the local grocery store, you know, but mostly what we see today with self-checkout applications is that the cashier's job has been shifted over to the customer. Well, the problem is, is that if I have more than one or two items, which is always, I find self-checkout to be really slow and frustrating. And I fumble to find and scan barcodes look up and type SKUs. Like, I mean, it's, I rarely choose it, quite frankly. It's really challenging for me to use those self-checkout stands that are in ex- existence today. But what Rain RFID can offer is that it really can take contactless commerce or that self-checkout experience, that touch-free experience that we're all looking for right now. It can take it to the next level by enabling an, a touch-free application that automatically scans multiple items simultaneously without needing to line them up with the barcode reader. And this makes it not only faster, but it really is a much more natural and convenient process for customer. You just put things in the bag and they're read as they're added. A lot less fumbling. And so I really do think that better and easier self-checkout applications will help maintain social distancing in stores and I think offer long-term benefits to retailers in streamlining that checkout process. So I think it's something worth investing in And I'm just going to put a vote here as a customer that I would personally love to see more of that. I think it's also worth mentioning that we're seeing some of our partners begin to introduce new solutions for social distancing using Rain RFID in ways to help count people that are entering a store or to give feedback about the number of people that are collecting in areas within a store. And I think we might be seeing more of these types of applications in the future, but these are pretty emerging at this point. But really, I think, in my opinion, that stores need to look at self-checkout because that is the point where you're always coming in contact with store employees. And I think it is a focus area that's worth improving. That's great. Yeah, and I think we already talked about a lot of key benefits, use cases. But I do want to ask, you know, is there anything else that maybe I, I haven't thought, thought of yet? I mean, I think we touched about touched on inventory visibility, a little bit of the contactless experience. Are there any other experience-oriented examples possibly of RFID? I know, you know, many retailers may not be thinking about experience so much right now, like as in, you know, bells and whistles, but after this question, I do want to get into some of the investment challenges or the buy-in challenges that come with RFID. So I want to make the case as, as much as possible here. Is there anything else in terms of use cases that we haven't gone through yet? Well, sure. Yeah. You know, and as we think about 
the touchless or automated self-checkout lines. And we, you know, as I just talked about, I think that they will be impactful to speed up checkout times and minimize contact. So an application for today and for tomorrow. But, you know, really the next challenge is for many retailers is to address how self-checkout works with a loss prevention system and the equipment that's in place today and evolving that into something that's going to work better tomorrow. So, you know, as you might imagine, it doesn't help much if customers use a self-checkout stand, but then need store employees to come and remove the security devices from those items. But when self-checkout is integrated with the Rain Orfity loss prevention system, that experience can be very seamless. So with Rain, a retail loss prevention system can identify every individual item that wasn't purchased as it exits the door. And this is new. This is not something that you get with the current hard tags. With those, you just simply get an alarm. But with Rain, it allows a retailer to deploy a system that doesn't just alarm at the door. It gives them data about the specific item that's left the premises, and it provides new insights into the causes and occurrence of theft as they happen. So especially when that data is correlated with images from cameras, time of day, trends across the enterprise, then retailers can go to work at understanding what's happening to prevent future loss. So this is a way I think that retailers can really think about evolving into a new and more integrated experience for customers that does support their operations on the back end. Both Rain RFID for loss prevention and checkout are actually enabled by a new feature in our latest tag chip that we call protected mode. And I'm just going to explain that really quickly. It's pretty simple, but it might sound complicated at the beginning. So this is a feature that lets a retailer control when an impinged tag is either visible or invisible to any RAIN reader. So here's how it works. At the checkout, the RAIN RFID tag is set to protected mode, which allows it to pass by the RFID readers at the exit without alarming. That tag can be returned to normal operation and made visible again to RAIN readers using a secure pin that the retailer controls, or they can transfer control of that pin to the customer. So what happens is that this gives retailers the opportunity to remove a purchased item from inventory at the point of sale, at that self-checkout stand, for example. And then that same tag is part of an integrated loss prevention system that allows items that are paid for to exit without an alarm. Nobody needs to take something off because it doesn't set off the alarm to begin with. Unpurchased items are then identified at the door, not just alerting that something has happened, but giving more data about that unique item to the loss prevention systems. When that item is brought back and returned, the system can reset that same tag to be used then thereafter for in the store for their inventory or other applications. So not only is this feature enabling a seamless self-checkout that's supporting the kind of retailing that people want to do today, but it does then open the door to the future of an integrated loss prevention and return system that also offers privacy to the consumer. So this is a real win-win today and for tomorrow when we return, hopefully soon, back to the normal world. That's great, Gailene. I'm really I'm really glad you kind of brought up the overall lifespan or the overall value of, of the investment in the long term. Because my next question for you is around the struggle that some retail executives may be dealing with now around figuring out where to put their chips, so to speak, right? You kind of noted earlier that, you know, you empathize with with the executives that are trying to figure out where to prioritize, where to focus their not just time and, you know, the bandwidth of their people, 
but also their investments, right? Especially now that everything's kind of being a bit more closely scrutinized, you know, budgets are being cut in some areas. So a lot of different forces at play here. So what challenges do you foresee, you know, retail executives kind of facing right now and trying to get that buy-in and support for investing in RFID? And do you see this being an ongoing thing or does this kind of tie back to the fact that this is like a long-term scalable investment and that as you start to kind of unpack the value that it's pretty it's pretty clear and those conversations should end up going you know well in the long term so i think it's important to recognize that many retailers are struggling right now to stay afloat and adopting a new technology like green rfid just might not be feasible But it's also worth mentioning that in Pinge and our partners, we often work with businesses to right-size deployments to address the key pain points that they're facing today, where where they really need to get the most benefit. And I think it's, well, RFID benefits are well known. I think it's worth mentioning that there's a big impact when you can count inventory 25 times faster than you do with manual counting in stores. I mean, that's a big deal. Improving something by 25 times really matters. Or, you know, studies show that using RFID raises inventory accuracy from an average of 63% to 95% or more. And many retailers are seeing above 95% accuracy in their inventory. And so I think that when you can calculate out the value of these kinds of improvements, it helps when you're making those decisions about where to prioritize both your investment and your attention right now, which is, which is hard to come by. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I guess, you know, as we close out our time together, Galen, obviously, just given the the time of year that we're at now, in a typical year, I I know that retail touch points would be starting to think about and cover back to school and most importantly, holiday. Obviously, we're, we're not as focused on that right now, just given the circumstances. But would love to hear, you know, if you're starting to have any conversations with retailers around how they can best prepare, what they should be thinking about, and and if you really have any advice for the listeners who may be struggling to find out how to get things up to par. So I guess going back to that foundations component that we were talking about earlier, how, how the foundational components are so important to success, you know, what can they be thinking about right now? Mm, that's a really great question. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about both in at work, because we're, of course, facing challenges at Impinge, like every business is, and my team is working from home. We're adjusting the way that we engage and interact with each other. And also, of course, I've got impacts to my personal life, my family life, relating with my extended family. But really what I've been thinking about is to take a new look at what is essential. So there's a lot of clarity that can come from a crisis. And I think this is a really good time to shed the things that are not essential and to refocus on the things that really matter. So just speaking about Impinge and what we're doing, we have a great deal of clarity across our organization that the safety and well-being of our employees, our partners, and our suppliers and customers is our top priority. And I think when your team knows that they are essential and that they are important, they're going to have the confidence to do their job well in any circumstances. I think the same thing goes for consumers. So speaking for myself from that point of view, I find myself being very loyal to the companies that I know value me, value my safety, and value the safety and well-being of their own employees, because that really does matter to me. And so I think that retailers who've already deployed RAIN for inventory are really in a strong position 
to leverage that investment to add automation and to do the things that they are looking to do to keep their employees safe, their customers safe, and build on the investments that they've made in the past to offer a new level of automation and safety and experience in the stores. I think that those retailers that haven't yet adopted Rain should take a close look at how that accurate inventory data would help their businesses run more efficiently and what the value having accurate data would bring to their organization. Thinking really around how automating inventory can help them in the ways that are the biggest pain points for them today. So, you know, not all retailers are facing the same challenges and each one is unique, but to really prioritize that list and think about what inventory data would enable across multiple different applications that show up on that short list of pain points. Yeah, some great points there, Gailene, some good action items there. Thank you again so much for taking the time out to talk RFID with me. Like I said earlier, it's an area of coverage for RTP. We've talked about a lot of different use cases, some success stories, but given how the current situation has been unfolding, I think there are a lot of opportunities. I think we dug into a lot of those today. Before I let you go, do you have any closing thoughts, words of advice, calls to action for our, our listeners right now? No, I think it's hard for anyone to really predict the future today. And so I don't think we know yet what retail will look like in 2021. But I would say from across the board, in every industry that Impinge touches, that we've really seen an acceleration of digital transformation over the last several months. And I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. So I think that for organizations that haven't yet considered adopting IoT technologies like Rain RFID, I think it's time now to take another look because I think that the strength in operations that these kinds of technologies afford and the visibility that you gain is really going to help get through what is happening today and what may come in the future. Yeah, that's a great closing point, I I think, Aileen, because like IoT and RFID, digital transformation is a topic that we've been hearing a lot about. But to your point earlier, this current situation has really accelerated a lot of these trends and has built urgency around some of these topics that we've seen ever present, but not really get as much attention or movement. So although there are some challenges right now and some unanswered questions, I'm excited to see what new opportunities and new use cases unfold and what retailers really embrace digital transformation and go through that process. So again, Thank you so much for taking the time out. It was really an insightful conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Alicia. It was really great to talk with you today. And of course, thanks everyone out there for listening. Be sure to join us next week for another candid conversation with a retail expert. And if you have any feedback or questions regarding this episode, please do reach out to us on social media. You can reach us on Twitter at rtouchpoints. Thanks again, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.